0: That's made after
1: all. Life's really funny that way.
0: Sang the wrong melody. We'll play it back. See what it sounds like. Hey, hey. They
1: cut out eight bars, the dirty
0: bastard. (laughs)
1: And I didn't know which eight bars he was gonna cut. Why don't somebody tell me these things around here? Holy Christ, I'm going off my nuts. <clears throat> uh, the last bastion of freeform, WCBN-FM and Ava. Sounds like a bunch of left-wing hippies to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: jeez, that mic is on. The now. mic's on. Oh, my God, turn off the microphone.
1: The mic is on, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley.
0: And I'm Jim Dwyer.
1: And obviously, uh, plenty of tragic events of the past week. Listeners are going to have to forgive me a little bit. I'm going to go off my rocker here a little bit at times. So I must make it perfectly clear, my viewpoints are not... Uh, sanctioned by the University of Michigan that own the license to the station of WCBN and WCBN um I don't represent WCBN in any official capacity all my opinions are my opinions and that's that um obviously a kind of a remarkable weekend uh I guess maybe one of the things that's as troubling as anything, I don't know that we have to go through the situation in Pittsburgh. Obviously, uh, the facts speak for themselves. In the last 13 months, we have had the worst mass shooting in modern history. That happened in Las Vegas. We have had the worst shooting in a church in American history. That happened in Texas. We've had the worst high school shooting in American history happened in Florida and now we have the worst act of anti-semitism in terms of murder, mass murder, since 1979 when they began keeping records and it's important to understand that these are modern numbers we don't know all the details of what went on in the 19th century. And there were plenty of mass killings, including millions, well, not millions, but thousands of Native Americans. Thousands of African Americans were lynched. This is a country of violence. And it really doesn't matter to me about um, motive. We know the motive of of the guy in Pittsburgh. That's pretty clear. That's an open, shut case. But uh, we have a president that just doesn't get it. And what has our response been to these four events that I just mentioned? You can even toss in attempted political bombings in American history with this clown in Florida who, uh, I guess, 10% of his wardrobe was Trump paraphernalia, <laughs> Trump-related costumes and that kind of thing. Ridiculous. Um I kind of wonder if he committed voter fraud. Hopefully Jeff Sessions
0: will get on the case. He was apparently living in his van. Well, real quickly on the van, when the manhunt was on using DNA and postal evidence and all of the FBI's resources, we knew they would find him pretty quick. But, I mean, anybody in that neighborhood where that van was parked walking down the street, I know it's Florida, I get that, but you'd walk past that van parked on the street and go... Gee, Willikers, this could be the guy right here. Right here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people in Ann Arbor have stickers on their cars. You can express your ideas, uh, your favorite bands, or your political outlook. But this guy had a lot of money sunk into stickers for his car. I mean, like, colorful magnet type. I haven't examined them closely to see what they're made of. But this guy's like, virtually homeless, living with his mom, living in this van, and he's spending all this money on Pipe bomb materials and he was and a Fox News stickers, Fox News stickers. And of course,
1: his social media postings are proof that he gets all of his information from Fox News. Uh, the targets, Who I think
0: bear as much responsibility for this recent uptick in violence and violent actions. As the president.
1: Right, because they are promoting nonsense like the caravan. They're hyping that. They've thrown out the idea that. Well, the shooter, Pittsburgh.
0: ISIS is in the caravan. Was, you know, heard saying that it's his social media post that, uh, oh, people on TV are starting to switch from calling the caravan illegals to invaders. I like that. Right. So this harshening of discourse. This is right at Fox News' doorstep. It's right
1: at Fox News' doorstep. And, of course, uh, they promoted a lot of strange theories last week, uh, including one of the more bizarre ones, that this was a quote-unquote false flag, that this was a Democrat that was trying to distract America about the caravan. (laughs) When, of course, the person that's promoting the caravan story is Donald J. Trump. And, of course, the late-breaking
0: story today, uh, he's dispatching 8,000 troops to the border to protect America. In a grotesque and cynical publicity stunt, it's also quite costly. Uh, I'll just parenthetically toss in. Legally, U.S. troops can do nothing except offer backup to local law enforcement in this particular scenario. Posse comitatus. We've heard that over
1: and over for the last 30 years from right-wing fanatics in the media, where are they now? Uh, you know, the black helicopters and bill, right. C- bill Clinton and all those strange conspiracy Janet fears. Reno's coming to get you. And, you know, part of that was actually what motivated Tim McVeigh, um, <clears throat> who was the bomber of the
0: Oklahoma City. Oh, and by the way, speaking federal federal of Tim McVeigh, let's contextualize this constant threat that we're being told lingers over us of Mexican gangs or even ISIS. Uh, the greatest acts of violence committed against American citizens in the last 30 years have been committed by homegrown, native-born, usually white, heavily armed, right-wing conspiracy theory terrorists. Yeah. And then wh- that's all there is to it. And what is Donald Trump's
1: response to the events in Pittsburgh? Oh, I'm going to make two campaign appearances that day. One of them, he's toned it down a little bit, and then he had to get rabid again and... Get the crowd all ginned up when he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, should I tone it down a bit? And they're all yelling, no, no,
0: lock her up, lock her up. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Hey, I don't really want to tone it down anyway. You people, oh, you're my people. That's right. And so what is it at the
1: end of the day? It's about Donald Trump. He was obviously suffering from adulation withdrawal syndrome. Uh, they talk a lot about this weird thing called Trump derangement syndrome that afflicts liberals. Um,
0: I'm suspicious of that. I, well, let's, you know, call Trump derangement syndrome uh, what it is. The uh, What we're really seeing, I think, and I've said this for a couple of weeks now, is that this is the utter collapse of what we used to call the Republican Party, their moral failure to counter any of this extremist uh, rhetoric that he's engaged in uh, or the manner in which he uh, comports himself, uh, the Republican Party can't come to terms with its own fissures, is afraid of its own base, and is therefore utterly incapable of doing anything to address the collapse of norms and standards here.
1: And, of course, it's very reminiscent, historically uh, speaking, from the early uh, years of Joe McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, the Republican mainstream establishment was very reluctant to take on Joe McCarthy because in the polls he was, quote, winning. Well, then he went so too far uh, by amazingly
0: accusing the U.S. Army of harboring communists. Uh well, Clown Pants has made McCarthy look like a piker as far as going too far. He's gone too far, and then the next week he goes too far again, and then it just keeps going too far and too far. Not a burp. I mean, beside Jeff Flake and the occasional, oh, my God, from Bob Corker, nothing.
1: Nope, not, nothing. not much. John Kasich is about the only identifiable elected official that ever says anything of any substance about Donald Trump. Um, I don't know whether Kasich is going to challenge Trump in 2020, but John Kasich actually is worried about the future of his party. And we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks, how this, actually not even a couple of weeks. seven days. Eight eight days. We'll we'll know Tuesday night. Uh, And we'll probably know early, because frankly, if the Democrats are going to take control of the House, they got to pick up some seats in upstate New York and Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Florida. Um, they, Interesting to note that
0: early voting numbers are showing high turnout signs.
1: Yeah, and that's probably going to be the key. I mean, the, the turnout in mid-year elections is astonishingly, astonishingly low. It's usually about 37 to 36 to 38 percent in that range. Presidential elections usually draw close to 50. Uh, the highest one, by the way, uh, was ironically 2004. Um And let's remember, uh, Donald Trump got less votes than Mitt Romney. This idea that he's got some massive
0: popular appeal is a bit of a myth. Well, yeah, that's an important point to make because we keep seeing clips from these, uh, I don't know what to call them, brown shirt rallies. But they're all wearing red shirts, so you can't call it a brown shirt rally. It's fascism with an American face, as I think Sinclair Lewis once observed. That's how it would happen here if it were to happen. Uh, So it looks like there's this huge throng out there who simply adore the man. And there are a shocking number of people who do so. Uh, But I think a lot of those people are there for the entertainment factor of it and don't even really appreciate the political ramifications of it all. It's just fun for them. Hey, I get to see the famous guy say angry crap that I agree with.
1: Well, and apparently, at one of the rallies, but a lot the, of people hadn't even heard about what had happened in Indiana, in uh, Pittsburgh.:
0: Yeah so I mean, these like, are the people who do not consume news.. What? Uh, <laughs> if they consume it, they consume it from Fox, which is we've said for years now. Fox News isn't really a proper news outlet. It is an entertainment program predicated on fear and anxiety. As the consumable product.
1: And of course, this clown. So that's cl- what
0: those people consume.
1: This clown in Florida, he he basically, his whole paranoia conspiracy theories, and this guy in Pittsburgh has a different version of conspiracy mm-hmm. theories that he believes in, but the guy in Florida literally uh, had the, you know, the, the fox, these are the 12 evil people in America that are going to take over the world, um, are running the world you know the, the the real wacko conspiracy stuff uh it's time for our government to uh look at the social media and figure out who these people are and what they're doing my own theory about the florida uh character by the way on thursday night was i was looking at the list of the uh, recipients of the bombs Tr- donald trump of course called them fake bombs at one point he he didn't want he keep bombs in in quotes.
0: Whether those bombs go off or they do not go off, you send a pipe bomb through the mail, it's a bomb. It's a bomb. It's a bim. It's a real
1: bomb. It's a bim, to quote Peter Sellers. it just This guy just didn't know how to make them because, well, well look at him. He's, he's dressed in Trump regalia and is into steroids and pumping iron. He's a very macho guy. Apparently, he worked at strip clubs. I found that detail fascinating. But apparently, he made a living off and on uh, dancing at strip clubs. <laughs> fascinating. Uh, and, of course, we're going to get the usual, well, he wasn't all quite there. You know, he's a little little ill. Um. Well, who knows? But that's always a... Uh, a defense line early in the in the process to sort of exonerate the man and frankly that guy should never see the light of day um i don't you know he's going to be charged in new york uh new york city uh because many of the bombs went there but i found it fascinating by the way that he had sent a bomb to robert de niro <laughs> you know robert de niro's not on that political list with the rest of these characters you could tell that there was racial animus uh, with him, and apparently now we're learning that uh, he loved Hitler. <laughs> that's what. That's what he worked at a pizza joint, and the woman who was interviewed said, "Oh well, he he didn't. He seemed like a kind of a nice guy, but he had really radical views. He loved Hitler." And <laughs> yeah, that's always a
0: warning sign. A that's little a bit of a red flag there.
1: A little bit of a warning sign, uh, and of course, he bought into all of the immigration. Uh, horror stories of Donald Trump. Um, how fascinating, by the way, that in Sunday's New York Times that uh, has the headline about the Pittsburgh Rampage Kills Eleven in a Synagogue, uh, we have a front-page story about the Saudi War in Yemen and a picture of a starving child with a gigantic expansion of the story uh, inside the paper. That's quickly disappeared, uh, you know, obviously, I understand the grieving process here. Uh, we need to do that, but th- this story is shocking. This is about eight million people, and this is the violence that our society is condoning and turning a
0: blind eye to. Uh, you know, at the same time,
1: it's Mr. Bonesaw. It's 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 really sickening. And Donald Trump pointed this out last week. You know, we he have wants a- to be pals with these guys. Well, he does the the Saudis, but he. You know, I was pointing out the contradiction that we haven't hired trade deficit with Saudi Arabia many years than we do with Canada. So why aren't we getting ripped off? What's he doing about the trade deficit with Saudi Arabia?
0: Well, that's all just smoke and mirrors, because as long as the Saudis continue to buy, rent or own whatever they do, one whole floor of Trump Tower and house all their visiting dignitaries at uh, Trump-associated facilities, well, then all is well and good because it's just about the flow of filthy lucre. And let's face it, the one guy who had a good week last week, uh, in spite of all these ugly, horrible, violent things happening here in America, the land of the free and home of the brave, is the Saudi crown prince. Yeah. Because that whole story just goes into the background, and now they've pretty much openly admitted, well, yeah, not only do we kill him, but it was premeditated. There you go. Oh, surprise, surprise. We already knew that. But the fact that that's now the official story is, yes, that was a premeditated killing. Uh, Sorry about that, by the way. Um, It's all in the background now because of these other ugly things. And, of course, it's, yeah, Mr. Bonesaw.
1: (sighs) Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, Of course, an interesting thing that I discovered in my Saudi uh, file. Uh, concerns the gifts that Trump received on his first foreign visit when he went to Saudi Arabia. Touch the orb.
0: Touch the Touched orb. Touch the orb.
1: That was the one of the funny uh, funny photographs from that uh, eventful trip. And, of course, he took the family along. But anyway, on the 7th of uh, September, the Daily Beast, this is from the New York Times, an article by Liam Stack, notes that the record is published by Daily Beast this week lists more than 80 gifts that Saudi Arabia gave to Mr. Trump when he visited in May, some of which uh, both evoke Indiana Jones and Liberace. Orange traditional shirt with silver floral embroidery and leather ammo holder and holster is one entry. Other eye-catching gifts include a sword, a copy of the Kuwaiti Constitution, which I'm sure is a fascinating document, and a sleeveless white garment, and two robes lined with the fur of a white tiger. <laughs> are you ill yet? I mean, I think white tigers are like virtually extinct. <laughs> but I can just picture Donald- well, when it comes to Saudi
0: largesse, there's nothing to- Extravagant.
1: That's right. I can just picture Donald Trump. What did he had a three fourteen a.m. tweet the other day before they actually arrested the clown in uh, in Florida, tweeting about uh, blame. The media is trying to blame me. Blah blah blah. I can just picture him sitting around on his <laughs> throne <laughs> in his robe with white tiger fur-lined stuff and his Liberace embroidered shirt eating his nutter butters and tweeting away all that of course are true habits of donald trump Mm -hmm. um and that's what largesse gives you 80 gifts uh what he's going to do with that sword i don't know But we know that he had a a sword dance with the Saudis when he was over there uh, a year ago. And, of course, money is to be made. He's exaggerated all the details Not not as much as he says will be made. But no concern whatsoever about the situation in Yemen, where there are literally millions of people on the verge of starvation. And, by the way, check out these photographs. There's a giant inside continuation of the front
0: page article. I mean, the the photos are pretty horrific, and the Times does include, I think, in the inside the front page, explain. We don't usually put pictures like this in the paper. Here's why we did. Yes, uh, because they are pretty strong meat. Strong. Uh, it's it's. Uh, but it, it it's it's something that needs to be seen. Uh, America's connection to these medieval despots uh, is something that should horrify and sicken uh, us as a nation.
1: And, of course, one of the other front-page story articles in yesterday's uh, Sunday New York Times is fascinating in and of itself. It says, Trump fracking boom imperils landscape of American West. It is about the giveaway that Trump is engaged in on federal lands, giving away this land, these leases for 2 $3 an acre, uh, to the oil uh, wildcatters, basically, who are fracking out there and using up... Literally billions of gallons of water.
0: Yeah, what they to come get in, a little bit of oil and to create jobs or the illusion of jobs because they're so short lived in these little pockets where they appear. Once they harvest all the goodies out of the ground, they leave behind only an economic vacuum and uh, environmental devastation. Sure. And this is really just about the plain and simple pimping out. Of Mother Earth. And incidentally,
1: you know, I, I heard an interesting story today from Pennsylvania that the actual number one issue in the state of Pennsylvania in this election in many areas of Pennsylvania is the polluted water that they're getting mm-hmm. from the fracking boom that was approved several uh, years ago. Cuomo, who interestingly was a target of uh, the clown in Florida, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. He's, of course, mocked Donald Trump uh, repeatedly on the campaign trail. He's running for re-election. He banned fracking in the state of New York, arguing, we can't afford to pollute the water. We don't know what where this is going. And if you think that fracking is a long-term solution to America's energy problems, think again uh take a look at
0: the photo It's more like a short-term fix for a crackhead. Well, exactly. is, is a better analogy uh, for the whole fracking thing relative to what is a sane, logical, long-term, uh, ultimately environmentally sound uh approach towards energy management. And and look at at, at Another hit crack.
1: Western North Dakota. There are these oil lagoons all over the place mm-hmm. where birds, migratory birds are landing in what they think is water, but it's Water mixed with oil, and they land in their their history. They can't get out of the uh, the muck, and it's you know it's permanently damages their their feathers. And of course, North Dakota is in the news this week uh, on what on voter suppression. We get we get a a state law that's upheld that says that Native Americans, because they live on reservations and don't have quote unquote street addresses cannot vote. They can have provisional votes. Well, it's interesting to note that there were apparently 100,000 people affected by this uh, ruling, court ruling. Ah, Good old uh, courts defending democracy yet again in the United States of America. Uh, Obviously, the law was targeted uh, against Native Americans. They have very substantial... Documentation that they tend to vote Democrat and Heidi Heitkamp is in a very tight re-election bid. She probably will get defeated.
0: The Although key- her fundraising did take a significant tick off yes. after her no vote against Kavanaugh. I think and that's that, interesting.
1: that may help her. Who knows? Yeah. She admitted that, that that might cost her mm-hmm. her job, but she said, I can't look at myself in the mirror and vote for this perjurer. <laughs> this, in in and, essence, yeah. And I don't want to get into the validity of Ford, uh, Blasey Ford's allegations. I and mean, we're talking about other testimony here involving uh, Kavanaugh that we can address. There's ample
0: uh, evidence yeah. of, of perjury. We can address
1: that at a Ranger later date. Yeah. But how interesting that the net effect of this may actually be to help Heidi camp, Because who are the people that don't actually have mailing addresses in North Dakota other than the Native Americans? All those white oil cat workers that are working in the western part of the, I I think it's called the, uh, I forget the name of the basin, uh, that that they're digging up and pumping the water in and then dumping it back out on the earth because they don't know what to do with it. They can't clean it. Uh, it's, It's an environmental catastrophe. And it's being portrayed almost like the arms sales to Saudi Arabia. Trump claims there are millions of jobs involved. Millions of jobs. What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) I mean, this guy is just... uh, Okay, he's a little transactional, but this is getting ridiculous. And, of course, the situation in Yemen that the American uh, people, by virtue of not really protesting much, there's been some... Uh, Congressional concern about arms sales to Saudi Arabia recently. Uh, We've heard some rumblings from Lindsey Graham and Rand Paul um, to actually join most of the Democrats that are appalled at the situation in in Yemen. The reason that the photographs are so important in The New York Times, by the way, is what we get are sketchy radio reports. You know, it's very difficult for even BBC to get actual on-the-ground reports out of Yemen. Yemen is a total humanitarian disaster. And the only entities that are saving people in Yemen right now are U.N. food relief organizations.
0: Yeah, the Saudis have pretty effectively thrown a tarp over the entire region as far as uh, access. So, you know, while Trump is talking about ISIS being
1: in the caravan down near the Guatemalan border, another mythical threat. And he's dispatching 8,000 troops to the border. I don't, Abdul Sanchez. I don't know who they're gonna, what they're gonna guard down there. There might be some jackalopes that are running through the desert. It's just perverse. And the the continuing use of Donald Trump's demagoguery. I mean, he's the stock market has has had a big correction in the last two weeks, so you don't hear him talking about economics much. Uh, They had a preliminary growth uh, number from Friday that was like 3.5%. It wasn't in that magical 4% range that Trump needed to go out and brag about the economy. So he's resorted to the demagoguery again, yet again. Who's he been attacking? Immigrants, Mexicans, Chinese, Muslims. Oh, let's throw in the transgender people
0: while we're at it. Sure. You know, I mean... gotta please the base no they're the only constituency what matters no no no
1: no minority group is too small uh we have to keep the white rage machine going and that's kind of what trump is relying on long term that's a dwindling prospect it is and but it may demographically, it may work yet again that's sadly yeah one of the sad things there's a lot of Factors working against the Democrats in terms of the local issues in certain states. Um, you know, you got Menendez in New Jersey. Better O'Rourke may, for instance, bring in some Democrats into the into the U.S. House of Representatives.
0: As he, with Andrew Gillum in Florida.
1: Because he's running an unusually strong campaign.
0: Uh, we'll see. Do you think anybody's going to get any sleep like the 48 hours before election day? <laughs> Well, Trump won't. <laughs> Trump's going to be making a
1: whirlwind. Oh yeah, I think last ten torch.
0: stops in eight days. or Trust whatever me, is
1: the plan. It's not William McKinley campaigning from the back porch. you will have
0: to get those monkey gland energy shots. To where where keep it is up.
1: Mark Hanna uh, when the GOP needs him? William McKinley, of course, ran his the first modern campaign. Oh, right, advertising wise, yeah, was called the campaign from the back porch.
0: Well, we're just about out of time, and we'd like to thank Andrew for engineering. But really quickly, before we wrap up the program, I just want to make a quick commentary about it's sort of being played out in the news that this horrible atrocity at the synagogue in Pittsburgh happened in the heart of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah. Mr. Rogers, of course, was a native of the Squirrel Hill neighborhood in Pittsburgh, and uh, my daughter, who lives in Pittsburgh, uh, lived and worked in Squirrel Hill for a long time. So I've been there, and I... Squirrel Hill is America. It is a a wonderful place where people are friendly and kind. It's largely a Jewish neighborhood, but there's all sorts of people who live there and there's nice businesses and it's a real city filled with real people who have differences, but who care for each other. And uh, the idea that a guy motivated by Nazi ideology would get a gun And shoot people in a place of worship. I mean, among them is a 97 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Really? You got to shoot a 97 year old lady? What are you afraid to beat her up? I mean, talk about loser ideology. Sure. The good people of America, this is a flag here. Wake up. Wake up. The Nazis are coming. The redcoats are coming, The redcoats are coming and they're homegrown Nazis. And this election is about more than just Democrats and Republicans. It's about what kind of a country is this? Right. What kind of a people are we? How do we respond to such explicit and consistent hateful attacks? Uh, there's a better way than this. And the first step is voting. So voting. get your friends, make it a party, celebrate and uh, you got to fight the Nazis, man.
1: Yeah, and we'll discuss very briefly next week why the Texas church shooting didn't get anywhere right. near the yeah, coverage. And also talk a
0: little bit about local proposals next week. There's an ambiguous one here in Ann Arbor that I want to talk about.
1: We are out of time. Yazoo City Calling, coming up next right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thanks to Andrew for engineering. Save us, blues. Good night.